This is Everyday Seeker, Real Talk for the New Age, and I'm your host, Rebecca Muir. So we are now officially in holiday season. Uh, The listeners of this podcast are seekers. Typically, many of us have grown up celebrating Christmas at this time of year. And even if you didn't, we do live in a culture that celebrates the Christmas season. And um, well, we'll leave the commercialization of the holiday out of this discussion for now. Um, That's a whole other topic. But um, even though I'm not a religious person, I, I still find there is something quite magical about this time of year maybe in part just due to childhood experiences, but I think it does go beyond that. There's something in the air. And um, this season is about the triumph of love and giving and charity and healing and hope. And these are all universal themes. And so, you know, if you look to any religion, you'll find these values there. And among the New Age community in particular, which is I know it tends to get a bit of an eye roll when you use the word new age, but um, I, I do use that term because I feel like that's sort of what we are. <laughs> um, I've often heard the term Christ consciousness, and I've heard this term used by people who don't even necessarily I, I'd self-identify as Christian. Um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but usually the people that I hear talking about this this thing, using this phrase, Christ consciousness, have very unique individual connections with the divine. They have their own sense of spirituality, whether they subscribe to a broader religion or not. And so I think that this does go beyond the confines of religion. And since this is sort of where the collective consciousness and energy is at this time of year, at least in the West, I thought it would be the perfect time to have the amazing Lena Jones back on the podcast to talk about her personal journey of connecting with Christ consciousness. Um, Lena was with us in episode four. For anybody that hasn't heard older episodes, she's a teacher and devotee of A Course in Miracles. (laughs) She's a life coach. She's an author. She's passionately in love with writing. She's brilliant. She's a mother of two beautiful girls. So welcome, Lena. Thank you for speaking (laughs) with us again and sharing this conversation. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful. (laughs) And actually, well, tis the season for that, too. We just passed Thanksgiving. So I guess I wanted to kick it off here and ask, who is Christ to you and what is Christ consciousness to you? You know, that's uh, that's such a beautiful question in and of itself, because I think that a lot of really profound spirits, you know, spiritual search, spiritual pursuit, spiritual path begins with that question. At some point in time in our life, we wonder, well, what is my purpose? Why is this happening to me? Why am I not in flow? And mm-hmm. for me, you know, the, the, the most miraculous encounter with my soul, with my spirituality, really began when I actually um, began to experience a yearning for the pure teachings of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. Mm. And that it occurred right as I was leaving my behind my Mormon faith. I was born and raised Catholic, went to Catholic uh, school when I was a child. And when I was about 20 years old, I joined the LDS church, the Mormon faith, and I was LDS for 10 years. And I remember it was actually around this time, about four years ago, when I 
slowly began my, my belief in the Mormon Church as the true restored Church of Jesus Christ upon the earth began to dwindle away. Mm. And what I, you know, I was not, I hadn't really had any mystical experiences. I had no concept of an internal teacher. You know, I was fully reliant on external authorities for my spirituality. But what was very clear to me was a yearning. You know, the, the, the best way that I could possibly word it was a yearning for the purest teachings of Christ. So I began to turn to my Bible. And I began to go back to the Catholic Church, and I wasn't. It. There was something that was telling me to keep going. I went to a Baptist church. Uh, I, you know, attended several Christian denominations, but there was still something within me that was telling me to keep going. And I even looked into Buddhism because I thought, well, that's not a religion; it's more of a philosophy. And I didn't feel like I was home. My life did not drastically change until I came across A Course in Miracles, which was channeled by Jesus, by Jeshua mm. and Joseph. You know, and that pure yearning for the teachings of Christ actually didn't remember that sensation until maybe a month ago. And I look back, you know, almost four years ago and looking on my path that's very Christ-like, that's very Christ-oriented, right? We focus on Christ consciousness. And it's just a miracle to see how I was guided step by step. I was never given more than I could handle, but I was always given just enough to progress towards the light that is already in me. And that is what Christ Christ consciousness is you know it's uh, it, it refers to the light that we are whether it's the self or the atman the buddha nature the child of god the pearl of great price the treasure that's buried beneath the field of the ego right wow. so that's that's a holiness that's almost like the golden the, you know the, the, the golden core of the child of god wow you know? That's so beautiful and it's so it's such a big statement and such a big true statement I should say to acknowledge that the the externalization of divinity I don't know I shouldn't say externalization I mean that's just like been like that for the longest time for most of us in in religion um, I'm sure there are some some spiritual people way 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 back who who didn't do that <laughs> but um yeah so the the light within and i love that you said it's the buddha mind as well it's just like a synonym there there are, if you look to different different cultures and different religions you'll sort of find almost the same the same thing just worded differently um mm. i love also gabrielle bernstein which is we we met at one of her lectures in new york city a few years ago what she calls her inner guide, is that something that you would also say is akin to the Christ within? So uh, the, inter the inner guide is a way, is a bridge to the Christ mind. Mm. The inner guide is the internal teacher or, you know, some call it our intuition uh, in terms of the course, the course calls it, you know, the Holy Spirit. It's, you know, it's the bridge, you know, it's the translator, you know, it, it can mm. reconnect us from our ego mind to our Christ mind, you know, which, you know, from the Course's perspective, Christ is the thought which still abides within the mind that is His source. Okay. So the Christ, you know, the, the, the Christ within is the particle of God, the part of our mind that's still in communion with God, is that pure light, you know, or soul, if you will, you know, that's still at one with God. So the inner teacher 
reconnects us with that Christ, with that Christ-likeness that never goes away, that's, that always dwells within our heart. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's really amazing. And I know earlier when we touched base, you also said something really interesting. And you said, because there is this light within, this Christ within, or this Christ consciousness within, um, we take 100% of responsibility for our experiences. Yes. Um, yeah, so that can you say a little bit more about that as well? Because that was really interesting, mm. and it's so much in line with what so many people or seekers are, mm. are he- hearing in you know, the law of attraction teachings and all kinds of other things like that. But I'd love to hear mm. your take on that. Yes, you know, so, you know, everything. So, you know, quantum physics, you know, do teach that what we see physical reality, uh, the molecular structure of physical reality changes according to the perceiver. Mm-hmm. So our reality quite literally changes according to our perception because there is nothing outside of us. So taking 100% responsibility for what we experience in life simply means that we get to choose the label that we place upon our external experiences of the world. It doesn't mean that we deny what is occurring. It only means that we deny its, its effects, its negative effects on our soul and on our belief that we are vulnerable. Right. That's a big thing, actually. That's right. a really, really big thing. And because, again, we are going to attract what we believe that we are. So if we believe that we are vulnerable, you know, if we believe that we are victims, if we believe that we are not worthy of love, we are going to continue, you know, to attract situations that match that. And also, not only because like attracts like, but also because those experiences are necessary to take us back to our inner awareness yes. of where our wounds are. And that the only way to do that is to experience, to have that experience of, well, why am I attracting the same relationships? Why am I? Why do I keep on attracting, you know, partners that need me as their coach? Why do I need to attract partners that I need to fix? Well, for me, for when that was my pattern, three consecutive, you know, um, I would say they were not relationships, but definitely dates, where I was the life coach and I it was my mission <laughs> to change them and to fix them, and I realized that. I believed that I had to show off my power to alter their state, to help them heal, so that they would love me because I was unlovable without that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think so many of us can relate to that. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, those experiences, because unless we become aware of when it's to be healed, of what is not aligned with a miracle mindset, what is not aligned with truth and love and wisdom and the light that we are, we are going to continue to be identified with those patterns. So we have to see it. And that's really what everything is for. Everything is to awaken us to what yeah, needs to be healed. Exactly. That's where I was going next. So it's almost, it's, it's these experiences that we're having are there to bring us back to this, this Christ within, which is, is that the, the A Course in Miracles does use that term. Do they not? The Christ yes, within a all lot. The time. Okay, sorry. All it's the just time. sometimes I read so many books, I get turned around. I'm like, I was like pretty sure, but I didn't want to say yep. it. I needed no, to yep. double check. I'm like, so they use the Christ within. And yeah. um, that's also a big difference than, than if going to, you know, 
or I, well, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but you know, different denominations of Christianity, right? It's exactly what you said before, as you said, everything is externalized, right? So just learning that this is all within us and, uh, these experiences that we're having in life are there to, to awaken us to that. Um, so that's, that's something that I think we can all relate to. And I'm curious, um, well, your relationship with Christ has evolved over time because you started as a Catholic and you start, and then you went into the Mormon church and now you are a teacher of A Course in Miracles. Are you, do you attend church? Currently? You know, I, once in a while I do when I feel called, you know, there are, because, you know, I think that as light workers or as bearers of the light and of truth, I think it is important to respect the sacred. You know, although there might be aspects that I disagree with mentally, you know, in many religions. Uh, and again, you know, the Course does say that we do not attack darkness, but we diffuse darkness by standing in the light and by being that light. Right. Um, you know, I choose to respect all sacredness because if it's sacred to a brother, I'm not going to awaken, you know, that love within him or within her if I attack his or her, her beliefs. Um, but to answer your question, once in a while I will go to attend mass or, you know, I love to stop, you know, the beautiful cathedral and, and, and feel the spirit there. But what's amazing is that I can go anywhere and feel that it's just, you know, like yeah. <laughs> when my soul is leaning towards something, I trust that experience because again, everything that we feel pulled towards is literally a tapestry of what is needed for all growth. It's so awesome to hear you speak like that because I feel like even though I've, read this so many times I just forget and I it's wonderful it's just wonderful to hear it said that way it's very affirming for me and hopefully for anyone listening as well I mean personally myself I have a church here in New York City this is terrible I haven't been in like six months so I can't even I'm like is it Grace Church (laughs) it's on Broadway down by Union Square and it's a cathedral it's open on Wednesdays in the afternoon until five, and I used to I used to walk down to my volunteer shift um, at this animal shelter, and I would stop in there on the way, and I would just sit. And I do not consider myself a religious person at all. I don't go to church, but I used to just love to sit in that cathedral and pray because it was not when there was a mass going on, but it, it did feel like a holy, sacred place to me, and no more so than any place else on earth, but just. Well, in that moment, there was something, somewhat of a ritual about it for me. And so anyway, that's (laughs) I digress, but I I do understand what you're saying with that. Um, And I'm just curious. um, So the Christ within is that light, it's love. Um, But Christ consciousness, I feel like that's sort of, well, I've heard it described by other people as unconditional love and as a like a conscious experience of that right so yes um that does kind of change things i mean i I guess i've heard the same sort of thing described before um by authors like paulo coelho as Mm. agape um universal love love for for all humanity for all everything everywhere um love thine enemy, you know, it's the same kind of thing uh, as the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. But 
not in the same way that your mom told you that and you're just doing it because it's a rule or because it's a moral that's been instilled mm-hmm. in you, but rather it, you're inspired. You have this this feeling of love that takes over. Um, and I'm just wondering how you how have you experienced Christ consciousness in mm-hmm. your life, either as a as a feeling or a state of consciousness and love within yourself directed outward or as a feeling of unconditional love um being emanated toward you hmm. i think for me you know it's been both it's been you know experiences when i've just felt um a perfect mantle of warm peace around my shoulders hmm. you know it's been times when i just felt um like literally like a block of, of really of, of a really peaceful uh sensation right around my solar plexus but for me you know, it's been experiencing unconditional love towards the people who might have appeared to have hurt me the most. Mm. And to continue to to focus on that light and that innocence within everyone, you know. Crushed consciousness is the ascent from the ego, the ascent from where we are into the perfected man or woman, into the Christed, Christic being, right? Uh, which is just a, a, a sparkle or a particle of divinity of, of God. Um, and, you know, it's just guidance, you know, just a piece of guidance. Like, for example, this morning, you know, I was driving to see a friend. And while I was driving, I was, you know, I was, I was talking to, you know, to Jesus. And now I know the word Jesus might feel heavy or it might be laden with, preconceived notion so you can use you know spirit or universal mind you know that words are just symbols of symbols but i was talking you know to <laughs> jesus right yeah I'm, you know I'm, I'm i'm not i don't know if you're grounded and you know it's terrible because sometimes it has implications in the real world and what came through was that well it's okay because once you begin to realize once you begin to awaken to the notion to the truth that you are not of this world then you are, you know, you will no longer be fully in this world because now you have that distance, you know, where you are lifted above the battleground where you get to see the world in a different perspective. So you are not, no longer associated with it 100%. So now I get to replace 10 minutes later and she said, hey, I have a gift for you. You know, earlier on this morning when I woke up, uh, I felt guided to give you this gift and it was actually a rosary. Uh, that was uh, that she bought at the John of God event at the Omega Institute, and that was blessed by his healers. Mm. And that was just such a beautiful gift, such a beautiful coincidence. Uh, so just those little hints, those oh, little yeah. hints, and all those little, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's to 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 be reassured that we're being guided, that there's a purpose for all of this and that, that we are wrapped in love because so much of the time it doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I love, it's like you said, shining a light in the darkness, really. Um, and and you, I think, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. And I think for me, really, like the Christic, the, you know, the, 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 the Christ consciousness, it's honestly a visceral, moving life force that continues to move you to love deeper and more and more unconditionally. You know, something that he says that I really love, you know, this is what he says to his students, to his followers or his disciples. He says, I come not to teach you, but to love you. Uh. I know because, you know, by thinking, well, I need to teach you. It implicitly means that I think there is something broken 
within you. And that's not what we're here for because you know what? What is the most powerful healing force? It is love. So by loving someone, that is how we trigger that healing light within them, that consciousness of who they are. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like you just knocked it out right there, <laughs> honestly. So I've come not to teach you, but to love you. Oh, and there's, there's nothing more powerful that we can do. And I feel like myself, I personally struggle a lot with always trying to, especially being a seeker, right? I'm always trying to fix myself or, you know, and I love, you actually had a blog recently about how you had to uh, give up your self-help techniques in order to, <laughs> you know, what was the title of that? Yeah, well, I had to give up my self-help techniques to tap into my true, my divine worth. Yeah, true, basically so. that. It's exactly that. You know, I, I, um, I, <laughs> I have a little affirmation that I wrote on my mirror in one of those uh, like erasable markers. Um, I have a great roommate, and she does stuff like that all the time. And so I was inspired to kind of copy her. And I was just like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> that needs to be fixed. <laughs> like, I'm always, like, doing my shadow work or, you know, trying to fix something or understand this or, you know, um, it's not – I'm not even trying to raise my vibration or anything, but it's more just trying to clean out gunk. And I think – I think um, – that can be useful, but it reaches, you reach a point where it's really, you got to get out of that. You can't stay there. And uh, self-love is the bridge to everything. And you, you said it so beautifully earlier today when we spoke about Christ consciousness and you said it's the, or it's the remembrance of the holy child that is within each one of us. And I thought that was really, really beautiful as well. Um, it's just, and it's, for me, it's, it's a sensation. I have to get out of my head. Um, and I have to soften, uh, into that, if that makes any sense. Yes. I have to feel, I have to feel, I have to stop thinking and I have to feel. So, yeah, we'll have to allow. And this is what this season is about, is about the birth of holiness into this world and also into ourselves, the rebirth of our holiness you know, that, that, that was dropped away at some point, you know, that we you know, dropped through fear, through the ego, through whatever takes us out. So it is this opportunity to recover our holiness and to bring it forth brighter, more radiant, and more loving than ever before. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just interesting, too, because, um, I mean, it, this is like we're talking cycles because Christmas, December 25th, also sort of coincides with um, the pagan, the ancient pagan mm. holiday of Yule, which is it's the it's the winter solstice. So it's the darkest day of the year and it's the celebration of the return of the light. Mm. And um, it's so everything kind of breathes together in that sense. Um, but, I, you know, it's like the finding this these same answers no matter where you look. But I also see it that way as well as Christ is it's light it's light Mm. it's the return of the light and we go through these cycles you know where we might have periods of darkness and I also feel like things are kind of a spiral they're not just a circle hopefully a spiral so each time we go around another revolution we're you know a little further along or a little higher up than we were before the last time Um, right but yeah exactly Mm. 
you know, the, the course, I love, I, I like to quote this line from the course because that's so beautiful. You know, it's in chapter 15 from the text and he says, The sign of Christmas is a star, a light in darkness. See it not outside yourself, but shining in the heaven within, and accept it as the sign the time of Christ has come. He comes demanding nothing, no sacrifice of any kind of anyone is asked by Him, because in His presence the whole idea of sacrifice loses all meaning. How beautiful, huh? That is stunning. I almost want you to say it again. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to. But I mean, it, wow, that's really, really stunning. Just that, that it's, I love again, it's just the focus of it being within, uh, within, within, within. And as much as I've heard this a million times before, I need it like, you know, hammered into me because we are living in this, you know, world where everything seems to, it's easy to slip into, it's so easy to forget. It's so mm -hmm. easy to forget. So to reconnect. And I feel like a lot of that is reconnecting with others as well um, because they're our mirror. And so they help us to connect with ourselves. They help us to, you know, discover love within ourselves. I, th I find myself even, you know, with my cat, my little kitty, when I walk by him and I pick him up and give him a little kiss and a little snuggle, I have love that is ignited within within me when I do that, and I'm sure you must feel that with your daughters. Um, you know, when you look at them, just by just by their being there, love is stirred within you, and yeah. so um, that's that's a whole other thing as well. Um, yeah. Especially with the season, I feel like there's so much there's so much about interconnectedness. Um, with the season of Christmas and even if I haven't spent time in church since I was a very very young child so I'm actually not even as familiar with the specifics of the teachings as many people are but if you look at it it's like the time of year when it's like okay food drives soup mm. kitchens like outreach to the homeless the needy it's I mean it would be nice if we were doing these things all year all year round and some people are but it just definitely feels like people have a more charitable consciousness this time of year. There's People are softer. People are more sensitive. People are holding themselves more accountable. Um, their, conscious, their conscience is more ripe at this time mm. of year. Um, and I guess that you could say that's a cultural phenomenon. Um, just with the whole teachings of Christmas and the time of year, but it really has caught on like wildfire and it does every year. Um, there's just, we're more keen to see the suffering that's there and, and to be moved to heal that. And I think we really look to the goodness. That's what we want to see. Yeah. We look to the goodness and to healing and, and not just the goodness in others, but when we're looking for the goodness in others, we're more likely to sense it in ourselves. And I think this is like a whole other thing, but you know, the commercial the commercialization of this holiday has just you know, taken over unfortunately, but I do think there's something beautiful in the concept of giving. And it doesn't have to be like a gift that you went out and spent $100 on, but just there's something about giving that feels so good. And it's, it's an act of love and um, on, a, on a level that goes beyond 
beyond commercialization and, and presence. Um, I feel like, you know, it's, it's symbolic. It's symbolic as well of this Christ consciousness of giving love. We've lost the consciousness of that through this season for the most part. We don't think about that anymore. We still experience the joy of giving and the joy of receiving, uh, the joy of community, but we're not so conscious about it, conscious of it. (laughs) We don't exist within it consciously. So anyhow, (laughs) that's a whole other tangent. But um, how do you, what's, what's your favorite way to experience this holiday do you have any particular ritual or thing that you do to connect yourself more with the energy of christ at this time of year or the return of the light you know well i always you know uh like to give around that time of the year and i always like to make it a ritual with my daughters as well you know to teach them that um, you know what we give to others we give it to ourselves really and that really there is so much joy in giving because when we give freely without expecting anything in return we are actually remembering the ancient essence of what we are which is love and love naturally extends itself love gives without expectations because that's its nature is just to extend itself extend itself because love is is holy doesn't need anything so, um, you know, well, what we've done with, with other, you know, donated online or what we yeah. like to do, we like to, you know, get a name of our tree, you know, I think the, the is it the Red Cross? So is that I used to have it outside of my, my, um, my yeah. store at the mall. And then, you know, we'd pick, you know, we'd pick, you know, a few names, we'd pick in one or two names and we'd go shopping, you know, for, for the child and, uh, you know, to really kind of instill that in, in them and so that they get to feel the goodness of giving. It feels better than receiving, you know, and I remember being a kid and and doing that as well, Um, like, you know, having some sort of drive for children that didn't, that weren't going to get presents, and my parents would help me participate in that, and I remember how good that felt. Yeah, that's beautiful that you do that. I think that's a beautiful way to connect. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, other than that, unless I've been working every year, so it's been... It's been challenging, but what I've done though, every um, you know, Christmas Eve, I will, I will meditate and then I will journal, uh, and I will just make it a conscious effort to really go within and reconnect with the light, so that I may have more light to bring forth for the next 364 days of the year. Ooh, that's a great thing to do because I was going to ask you if you had a particular suggestion of a way that we can connect with this Christ consciousness or this Christ within. So mm-hmm. you you go into meditation and then you journal? Yes, and then I'll write, you know. Um, but I think just making it, and again, you know, if that is, if the Christic, you know, the, the, the Christ-oriented um, path is for you, then you will, that you will have that movement, that inner force that will continue to move you towards the teachers or books you know, or rituals that will serve and that will heighten your connection, you know, with the Christic path. Like, you know, I, I continue to discover new channel teachings of Jesus, and now I know whether they're true or not. And I can, I can see whether it resonates with my heart and my soul or not. And when wow. they do, it's, it's magical, you know, because then my love expands even more. And Jesus does say in the Bible, you know, you will recognize the goodness of a fruit by the, you know, of, of a tree by the fruit that it bears. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. 
you know, uh, so to just make that intention, you know, uh, to trust and to lean into our heart and to really trust what we pull, you know, to do. Um, like I've been really connecting with the Mary Magdalene energy and a week and a half ago, like, you know, two weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm, I can't, I need to take a break because it was becoming too much. And a few days later, like, I felt a close, you know, what a closeness, you know, with Jeshua. You know, so now I know that whenever I'm pulled, you know, towards a direction, it's just divine guidance, you know, so. Yeah, that's really a trusting that, that sensation and the feeling that's within you. Can you say a little bit more about this Mary Magdalene energy? <laughs> I would love to, to hear more about that. Ah, oh, so, you know, it started last spring and actually went to my friend's house where I went to this morning and she does, a, she, she paints and she, uh, she practices um, intentional creativity where she will, you know, we meditate, pray and then we kind of paint whatever comes, you know, through our mind and she's been paint, painting goddesses. So, I, you know, went there to paint with her and she said, well, the Magdalene is here for you. She's, you know, she's come to find you. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's lovely. But, <laughs> you know, really connect with it. Um, and, you know, over the summer, I've kind of had little coincidences where I would see her name in books and things just kind of, it was like ridiculous how I would see her everywhere, right? And I began to connect with it. And I began to tap into my feminine energy, which is really the energy where we just allow. You know, the job of the feminine energy, its function is to receive. Yes. It's a chalice. It's the Right, yeah. quite, you know, literally. And I was never me. I was always my masculine energy, always having to be the strong one, you know, and having to, you know, to lead and, and to not show my vulnerability and to be the masculine energy in my relationships as well. Because if I had, you know, to, to, you know, to show my vulnerability or let a man help me or do anything for me, that meant weakness. So anyway, so I began to tap into my, my feminine energy. Uh, and, you know, I've been led to begin like a woman's wisdom circle. Uh, to be just, it's, it has softened me. It has softened me from yeah. the inside out. Yeah. I, it's funny because I relate so much to that personally. Um, and I see everything through this astrological, you know, <laughs> lens because I'm studying so intensely. But, you know, you and I are both fire signs, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we're both very independent women. Um, very passionate women. <laughs> so we mm -hmm. can have very intense energy. And, um, you know, there's various spiritual teachers that have spoken about this, but this is something I've been really working on is softening into my femininity. And even last night I was watching some Teal Swan videos and she's speaking about this exact thing. And it's like somewhere along the line, when we were younger, we felt we had to be strong. Um, but there's some, and, and you wrote a blog a long time ago as well. Um, even just talking about dating and like letting a man walk you home or walk you to your car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we're like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You know, so that's been like a new experience as well. But bringing that back to Mary Magdalene, it's interesting to see her as a goddess and to see her as a representation of the divine feminine also within us. Yeah, she was a equal partner you know, uh, to Jeshua, you know. Uh, actually, you know, I have a friend who showed me, he went to Glastonbury, who was a sacred site in England, and there was an, a really old stone in one of the churches there, and there was the name of Jesus, and then beneath there was the word Mary, and they were both the same sizes. 
yeah. to really demonstrate the you know the the sacred equality of both partners. Ah, it's so great. I mean, it's just such a it's just, everywhere I look, I'm seeing this. You know, it's it's the divine feminine and the divine masculine and this polarity and this contrast um, and this dance of these energies working together and this is how you know we live in the the third dimension or maybe we're not even still in the third dimension who knows but where we are able to experience uh, contrast and to be able to experience life as we know it <laughs> mm. um, as a side note I guess um, that sort of relates back to what you were talking about in episode four when I had you on to talk about living a miracle mindset um, because even though we are living in this world of contrast um, we always have a choice to change our perception of things and because when we experience this contrast this contrasting energy and it doesn't necessarily mean positive negative male female but it's just yin yang it's all this it's contrast right Mm -hmm. Um, we don't always get what we want we we do experience suffering um and so the idea that's presented in A Course in Miracles, which is a text that that is channeled by, um, what's her name? Helen... Helen Shekman. Helen, yes, Shekman. And she channeled, it's Christ that's being channeled, right? Yes. Exactly. And so he is saying that a miracle is nothing more than a shift in perception. So um, that's something that I'd love for you to just, because for anybody that hadn't heard episode four I just wanted to to touch in with that because we've been speaking about a little bit about A Course in Miracles here and I think that's one of the main points of it and I just could you say a little bit about that yes absolutely thank you so you know a, a miracle is quite literally you know a shift in perception from from the fearful mind from fear back to love you know it is the bridge between perception which means we are projecting our meaning onto a situation based on our past, based on our, on our wounds, based on how the world is convincing us to live, uh, based on everything we've been led to believe, versus the part of our mind, the part of ourselves that is in perfect and eternal communion with the highest truth of, you know, that, that transcends all time. You know, so it, it's just being willing to change lenses, to shift from, you know, the wrong mind from a fearful perception to knowledge that everything is occurring for my highest good, you know, that I choose to see love instead of fear. And I'm going to choose to, you know, shine light through, you know, my inner light so that what I will see at some point will no longer affect me. Yeah. I mean, would it be fair to say then that a miracle is Christ consciousness or Christ consciousness is a miracle? When you you shift your perspective and you see that you experience that miracle, that lightening of the load, that lifting of the burden, that shifting from fear to love, then you are love and you are exuding love both toward yourself internally and and also toward the world. And that does seem to reflect the the concept of Christ consciousness. What do you think about that? Right. So the miracle, so the shift, you know, your willing shift in the mind to see differently is going to allow us to realign ourselves almost like a straight like a straight conduit so that Christ consciousness can move through us, you know, without any interference, unobstructed. I see. That makes yeah. sense? Yeah, yes. So that we can, you know, well, so that it can beam 
through us, move through us, speak through us, so that we, you know, we connected, you know, to that, uh, to that divine spark, you know, to that divine essence, to that infinite source of wisdom and of truth. Yeah, to love. You no, know, right? right. And the miracle <laughs> is a purification. You know, it's uh, so. You know, the course said that purifications uh, and miracles are everyone's right, but purification is necessary first. So by purification, it just means it's the little willingness to change the meaning and to just see it differently. You know, to mm -hmm. realize that everything that we are experiencing is, you know, is always the effect of where we choose to focus the attention of our consciousness. Yeah. Right? You know, we, we, are all, we always abide where uh, either in fear or in love, you know, that's what the Course says, everything is basically in fear. There are only two emotions possible, either fear or love. And fear is the only energy that, we've, that, we've, that our ego has created, and fear is the only energy that can keep us away from love. Nothing else can but fear. Yeah, that's really big. And not to keep going back to, to Teal Swan, but I just watched this really profound video last night of hers that was something she did in a synchronization workshop. And she has this one suggestion of asking ourselves all the time, what would someone who loves themselves do? And then to go and do that thing. And I think that's also um, like acting within love instead of with fear. And so that's something that a lot of people that follow her teachings have been trying to put into practice. And I watched her last night in this Vancouver synchronization workshop video, working with somebody at this workshop. And this person, she put it in a totally different way. She said, softer or harder. Mm. <laughs> and the, the person was like, well, I've been trying to ask myself, what would someone who loves themselves do? And Teal said, well, it's really the same thing. If you say, what would someone who loves themselves do? Is the same thing to ask yourself that as to ask yourself softer or harder? Mm. As in, am I going to harden or am I going to soften around this? Am I going to go into fear or am I going to go into love? Um, and that really resonated with me, just the concept of softening um, personally. And sometimes I feel like it's just the way something gets worded that just gets in. And I love that you right. used the term softening. Um, but I feel like that's what happens when we invite a miracle. Because when you're saying it's a, it's a willingness, you say, I'm willing to see things differently. I'm willing to, have my, to shift my perspective or to allow my perspective to be shifted so that you know, I can connect with, so that co Christ consciousness can move through me unobstructed. And I feel like there's a softening that happens there. Yes, the softening of the mind so that we can be yes. filled, you know, with what, with exactly with what we need to know. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly, exactly. And to, you know, to just, to feel everything, to feel, yep. to feel our own hearts, to feel other people's hearts, to feel everything. Yeah. yeah. It's important because, you know, without feeling, so yes, we can, you know, stay on a level of the mind and shift the perception, but true healing happens in the heart because, you know, the heart is really where the soul rests eternally you know that it, the heart it, you know when the whole when the heart stops beating we're dead so yeah. that's the seed of the soul right so that that is that which is beyond time and space you know that's where the spark of light is so we have to feel uh that's the you know it, it's it's such an important step in healing and in, ex, in experiencing you know christ consciousness and the light and the love and the infinite wisdom and it's really allowing ourselves to be soft enough 
to feel. Yeah. It's not that easy. It's hard. <laughs> you know, it's hard to be soft <laughs> sometimes, but yep. you know, we have to. And and if you can manage to um it definitely it definitely does shift. It shifts mm-hmm. everything instantly and that is that is quite miraculous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you had um, more that you wanted to share with your about your own personal the evolution of your own, you know, personal understanding of Christ consciousness or your relationship with mm. Christ. I mean, I know you've already said so much. You know, I think for me what was really beautiful, I used to feel a lot of guilt, you know, because I really used to believe that Jesus had died for my sins mm. um, and that I had to repay him with every instant of my life and having to sacrifice myself. And then I would sacrifice myself. Uh, and then, you know, I would act, you know, uh, I would act compassionately or, you know, I would do acts of good- goodness just so that I could, you know, like beat my chest with a fist and, you know, and spray my, 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 my feathers to show how good I was. You know, of the punishments that we don't get punished by God, and and that used to, you know, that was the old paradigm. Yeah. And what I've come to experience is that, you know, for me, I do not believe that Jesus died for my sins because that means that God could have created a sinner, and God can only create perfection, being perfection Himself. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that one. And, you know, that's been a really, really power. And I think that has allowed me to actually feel that Jesus was actually more uh, relatable, if you will, that could really get close to him, you know, because, you know, the course is that you don't have to believe in him. You don't have to believe that it's, it is Jesus. You know, sharing this text, you only have to believe in love because that is one and the same, you uh, know. Um, so and amazing. You know, he teaches that the crucifixion, even the crucifixion, for example, was just the climax of, of his choice to be challenged by events of space and time so that he could cultivate his own ability to only see the perfect purity of the mind of Christ within everyone. So to the most extreme, extreme example of betrayal and of pain and of bodily you know, affliction to show that, yes, forgiveness is possible even when someone is crucifying you, that... And second, it does not have an effect on the purity, perfection of your soul and its eternity. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what we're all doing <laughs> down here in these bodies? You know, trying to in this in this world, experiencing all of this and and trying to trying to be and and do love as much as possible, despite it all. Right. I mean, I think we yeah. we're struggling with that a little more than he did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's why but, he says, uh, like, he's, he, that's why he's done it. He said, you know, he comes between God and, you know, and us because he's done that. You know, the, the journey, he says, of course, is a little bit shorter because, you know, it's been done. You know, um, he did it so that we could do it as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's well, it. it's, it's nice to let go of that guilt. And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with as well, you know, just that the remnants of religious uh upbringings and and things like that so that's what's beautiful about this is that it goes beyond all of that yeah. and it's just yeah. a personal individual spiritual connection that you can have um but it doesn't keep you separate it's not to keep you separate from other people or from your community um but it is something that you you know you can have that personal connection to love yeah Exactly. Yeah. 
And then it moves you to share that, you know, and it's, it's beautiful when it happens. There's nothing more blissful for me than sharing that love just for this, you know, for the pure sake of it. It's, you know, it's amazing. And then we plug into each other. Then, you know, do that for someone. And the other person does it with some, for someone else. And it's a chain of Christmas lights, of Christic lights throughout the world, literally. That's uh, gorgeous. Right? That's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's our hope for all of us, that we may be the Christmas lights, you know, today, <laughs> tomorrow, next month, and all year round. Because that's, you know, that, that's the most ancient truth of who and what we are. Yeah. We I are love that. Christmas. I love that so much. Yes. I mean, um, do you have, you have a few things that you're, you're writing, you're still writing your memoir, um, From Ashes to the Moon. Is that correct? Do yes. Have the title correct? Yes. But you just started working on a book of <laughs> prayers like five days ago or something and it's already half done. It's like one of those divinely inspired um, things where you are being moved by love and it's, it's, it's in you and it's it's pouring out of you. Um, so I just want to tell people that Lena does have a book of prayers that will be an ebook. It will be out when? You know, probably within the next few months. I would be, you know, I don't have a date yet because that was literally like last Tuesday night. I got that got <laughs> it. And that evening I was like, I wasn't sure. But now I've made enough errors in not listening to my guidance and also listening that I know what it feels like. I know what it sounds like, you know, um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've I finished the prayer, the seventh prayer this morning. So it's a prayer, it's a visualization, an affirmation, so that when we do the tour into fear, into that frantic mind, anytime throughout the day, we can just look on our phone and just simple, you know, just a simple miracle. It's just a recentering, you know, realignment with who we are, with our light, and you know, with truth and with goodness and with love, so that a miracle can occur naturally. Yeah. That's awesome. So this will be available as an app or in the iTunes uh, store? Yeah, in a, uh, you know, iTunes store, uh, probably on Amazon as well as an ebook mostly. So, um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. For, the, for those of you who don't, if you don't follow Lena on social media, you should. She's on Instagram, L-Y-N-A Jones, J-O-N-E-S, and uh, lenajones.com as well. But She's always writing. She's writing all the time. She's a true writer. She's such a passionate writer, and she's a beautiful writer. And so, uh, I've, you know, you've shared prayers that you've written before on social media, and they've been so gorgeous. And I've just loved, I've loved being able to take that in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really done. It's given me some really beautiful moments. So I want to thank you for that, and I want to encourage everyone to follow you. Um, so that they can also connect with uh, with what you're sharing, um, because it is so universal and it is for everybody. Um, and yeah, you, do you have anything coming up in terms of any lectures? Or? Uh, not yet. I'm not giving any lectures in December because it's you know the holidays. It's quite busy, but I will be giving you know more lectures on, uh, in January. I also have a weekly study group. Uh, in Westchester, New York, on the, you know, we study A Course in Miracles, uh, but I usually give monthly lectures based on the themes of A Course in Miracles, right. so my next one will be sometime in, uh, in January, you know, so, and at some point I'd like to do one in the city as well, because I know I have a lot of my readers in New York City. Yeah, definitely, so, you know. definitely, and this, yeah, the stuff online is, like, yeah. always the way to go, because then everyone can everyone can get on the bus <laughs> no matter exactly. where we live so and I'm yeah. I'm 
I'm 99.9% sure I'll actually be on the West Coast um, in January. So I would love to be able to, you know, connect with you online as well. Um, Anything like that. But so the last time that you were here, I know I already asked you this, but do you have any final words or any final message for, for people, especially maybe it's more relevant to this season and this particular topic of, of Christ consciousness and, um, and finding the love within? <laughs> I think that, you know, for me, you know, what's been coming up is to be present. You know, and it's been a challenge for me, but to just really reconnect, you know, so here a quote that I love. So when that relates to the breath, when you think a loving thought, you are being caressed by the love of God. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what I've been doing recently is to, even sometimes for the day, instead of listening to music when I'm driving or listening to like a YouTube video, you know, on a course on something else, I'll turn it off and I'll just be with myself for 10 minutes and allow and be in that receptive allowance mode rather than striving to know more, striving to change my mind again. I just allow and I sit with myself because sometimes by striving too much, we don't get to witness what comes up because we are, again, turning our attention externally. So even though we are turning it for spiritual purposes, we actually know we don't get to look what's coming up inside of ourselves. So, you know, we're kind of almost running away from it. So, and I'll just take a deep breath from my stomach and allow that breath to move through me so that I can, you know, welcome, you know, any guidance or wisdom or what comes up. Be radically honest with myself. Because until I practice honesty, I I can't shine away what I need to heal. Yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, I even have a tattoo <laughs> on me that reminds me to pay attention to how I feel and to honor that. And I think that's exactly the same thing as you're saying. It's the Christ within. It's the Christ within. It's this love within. And it's nice to look at spiritual teachers and books and do lectures and all of that stuff. But if you're not taking any time and you're not meditating, um, you're really just getting everything from that external source, which is a mirror of you, but still, it's right. not really the same thing. So that's very sound advice. And I, you know, it reminds me of that meme that you keep, that I keep seeing on Facebook everywhere um, about Christmas and instead of buying presents to, to be present. <laughs> I mm-hmm. like that. Right, that, yeah. That fits exactly. in really nicely. Right. <laughs> and just, uh, and be spacious within have that space because it's almost like a one-way street if i'm always in that you know striving you know learning doing mode you know my you know my 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 way into the world my pathway you know that connects me with the world and with the universe is already filled so the universe can't come in uh and give me the guidance and the wisdom that i need because i'm already putting so much out there there's no and there's no space left in my consciousness for the universe to enter, if that makes sense. You know, it does. I think that's actually one of the most gorgeous things I've ever heard. Be (laughs) be spacious within. You know? uh, I've never heard anyone put it quite like that before. I just love that. I hope you make a little meme of that one. (laughs) Spread it far and wide. I know, right? So that's, uh, yeah. And it's so simple. But again, we only need those little reminders, you know, to... uh, Yeah. You know, to to, have that that spaciousness and, and, and allow it. Allow it and not be, you know, be not be afraid of it. Yeah, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. 
especially when the holidays can feel so crazy. So always coming back to center. Yeah. 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 Well, (laughs) Lena, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it as always. It's been wonderful speaking with you. I love following you online, the Facebook, the Instagram. Y'all get her on Facebook and Instagram. And um, you can find Everyday Seeker on Instagram and Facebook as well and everydayseeker.net, lenajones.com. All the best to all of you throughout this beautiful and hectic and magical season and may you all find the light within and share it. (laughs) Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Lena. Thank you. (laughs) Expect miracles. Yes, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.